Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, November 26th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Alex Gleitman. And very happy to be talking about another Ohio State win over Michigan. 16 of the last 18. Buckeyes now 16-2 and two this century against the Wolverines. Um, 62-39, to 39, Alex. I just... Nobody saw this coming. If they said they saw this coming, they're lying. And it should have been 69-39 to 39 if Urban didn't take uh, some, <laughs> some sympathy on them late in the game and kneel at the seven. Just uh, your reaction to the Buckeyes' best performance of the season by far. I mean, certainly not expected. I predicted Michigan 30-27 to 27 in this one. I just, you know, I, I thought Ohio State had a chance to win. I obviously knew they had the talent. I knew how important they took this game. I just, like the way this year is going, I just didn't, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I just I didn't I didn't think that they could do that. I I said to some friends throughout the week. I said, wouldn't it be great if we got like an urban special? Like we know it as 41-14, but where they just come out and kick butt. And I just said, I with this team, I just can't see it. I think you know tight end throwbacks and you know the Shea Patterson RPO and things like that would be uh, you know hurting this defense, but. The defense was – I think they were pretty good. I know they gave up 39 points, but for the most part, they were pretty good. Um, I think if the game was closer, I think they would have stepped up. I think they kind of let off a little bit, you know, as Ohio State clearly got a decisive lead. But, you know, I thought the defense played really well, especially early on. I thought the offensive game plan was tremendous. Ryan Day gets a ton of credit there, Kevin Wilson as well, and obviously Urban Myers involved there. And, you know, these guys just came out and they played the way they're capable of. And I'd love to see them do it again this week against Northwestern and at least make it a conversation for the committee, whether they should be in or not. I know we'll get to that later, but I would love to see them kind of build on this and do it again and not come, come back this week and lay another egg like they have against uh, Maryland and Indiana, Minnesota, et cetera, this year. Yeah, the defense was good. I mean, they really only gave up 13 points in the first half because you can't really put that – little slip no, pass to yeah. Chris Evans on them when they get the ball like at the 10 or whatever after that uh, that muff by DeMario McCall. I thought the defense played really well. Yeah, they, I mean, Michigan got a couple of late garbage touchdowns. You know, the defense played great. Uh, the offense was just unbelievable against the number one ranked defense, at least formerly, <laughs> the number one ranked defense in the country. The Buckeyes just torched it. They could do whatever they wanted, it seemed like. Um, Dwayne Haskins, now they have him at six touchdowns. They're giving that little pop pass to Paris Campbell. They're calling it a touchdown, touchdown pass instead of a run, which is actually the correct call. I watched it. It was technically a pass. If Paris would have dropped it, it would have been an incomplete pass. So it was a pass. But this offense, I mean, it was stunning to see them do what they did against Michigan. I guess my question for you is, Urban was kind of asked about this in the postgame. He kind of bristled at it, but it's a legit question. Like, where has this team been? And my guess is it's all about motivation. Once Urban Meyer is an you know, underdog and all that, look the freak out. But, Alex, where has this team been? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of that. But I also think, you know, the offense has started to click and come alive. I think Ohio State played to win, and Michigan played not to lose in that game. And I think that was a big difference. And I think Ohio State just needed that. As you said, I don't know if it's motivation or whatnot, but the mindset of, we could go out and basically do whatever we want. And I think they kind of built that confidence up the week before against Maryland. You know, they, they came out and they scored 52. Basically, they won the game. The, the defense was so bad. They knew that they had to put the team on their back and just score every single time they got the ball after a certain point in that game. And I think them being able to do that 
gave them confidence coming into this game. And, you know, they looked at the matchup, and Dwayne Haskins in the postgame said he was licking his chops, looking at the Michigan defense, playing a one-high, man-to-man type of defense. And he knew they could hit on the crossing routes. He knew they could potentially at least have some mismatches on some deep shots. Uh, he knew that, you know, in a screen game, all it would take is one Paris Campbell wiggle away, and, and he could be gone. So I think just the confidence that this team had going in, and whether that's motivation or whether that's the week before against Maryland or just some of the other things they've done throughout the year in the offensive side of the ball. I think it all just kind of came together in this game, the biggest game of the year. And I think, you know, the defense, you have to give them credit. I mean, the offense it has been pretty good all year. I think the defense stepping up the way they did, especially the linebackers and the defensive line, the secondary is another story, but those two units played really well throughout the game. And I think, Early on, having that success, it just gave them confidence the rest of the way as well. And looking ahead to Northwestern, this is not a – I mean, I hope nobody on Ohio State's team – the fans can do whatever they want. I don't care. I hope Ohio State's team stays focused here. It seems like when they have a big win, you know, the next week they're just riding high. They don't stay focused, especially when they see the team as Northwestern. But this is a good Northwestern team. Started off very slow. They lost all three of their non-conference games. They actually began the season with a win over Purdue. Um, and but this, you know, Clayton Thorson is a good quarterback. I mean, he's going to play in the NFL. He's been battling. He had the tor- torn ACL last year, late in the season. He still hasn't been healthy all season. He's been playing through it. Um, they probably brought him back a little too early. Probably shouldn't have started the season off. But he's a good quarterback. They got a young freshman running back from Ohio, Isaiah Bowser, a true freshman from Sydney, Ohio. Pat Fitzgerald has also, Alex, played Ohio State very tough. Now, you look back, that 2013 game, of course, was a close game. 2016, the horseshoe was a real close game. So. Pat Fitzgerald's played Ohio State tough. I mean, Buckeyes favored by 13-and-a-half. Don't get me wrong. I think the Buckeyes are going to be okay in this game. But just your thoughts uh, on, on the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I was saying to people, I was like, look, watch. Ohio State comes out, they whoop Michigan, and then they'll come back and lose Northwestern. That's just the way the season goes. So I, I definitely think this is a losable game. I think that Ohio State has to come in locked and focused and build on the momentum that they started to have last week. I think they need to, you know, pedal on the metal, come out with an aggressive game plan, um, you know, fundamentally sound on defense. Pat Fitzgerald is going to throw the book at them. He's a really good coach, another really good motivator when he's kind of an underdog and the odds are against them. Northwestern always seems to play well. So this is a game Ohio State absolutely cannot overlook. And I think Northwestern, if you look at their last, as you said, they, they, they won their opener against Purdue. They lost uh, to Duke. They lost to Akron. And then they lost to Michigan. But since then, they've won seven of eight. The only game they lost in that uh, eight-game span has been to Notre Dame. It was at home. They lost by 10 points. Um, so play Notre Dame, who's going to be the number three, probably, team in the country uh, after this week's rankings. They played them pretty close. I think this team is legit. I think, you know, 8-4 and four is their record, and a lot of people are going to look at that and discount them and the 14-point spread. But this team, I think, is going to give Ohio State all they can handle, at least early in that game. It's going to be on Ohio State to kind of flex their muscle and execute and make sure that they not only beat them, but I think beat them decisively if they want a shot at the college football playoffs. If Ohio State does win, and let's, let's say they cover the spread, I'm not going to predict a 59 nothing blowout. I think that's just... <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a one-time thing against Wisconsin. It was a lot of fun. I still get a smile thinking about that game. Um, but let's say they take care of business by like you know 17 points, um, convincing, maybe 20, whatever it might be. Let's say Oklahoma wins, um, and they don't blow out Texas, but they win. Um, it's going to come down to Ohio State or Oklahoma, and I think it's really, really, really close because Ohio State's best wins. 
Ohio State's two best wins will be better than any win Oklahoma's had, according to the committee. When you look at Michigan, will be finished in the top ten, according to the committee. Penn State will be in the top ten. Buckeyes won at Penn State. Northwestern being a top 20 team will help. Um, uh, maybe I'm being a homer here. I feel like Ohio State is going to barely get in o- over Oklahoma in that scenario. What are your thoughts? I just don't know. I, I think it really depends how this week goes. As of this week, I think Ohio State will be six behind Oklahoma. Obviously, if Ohio State needs Alabama to win, I think, to, to make it a, a, a definitive conversation between Oklahoma and Ohio State. But if Alabama wins, that, that eliminates Georgia. And it's going to come down, as you said, to Ohio State and Oklahoma. And I think the thing here that I just can't get past is that the committee has continuously been clear on their views of Ohio State. They do not think Ohio State is that good. I think they're nervous that it's like which Ohio State is going to show up every week. They know which Oklahoma team is going to show up every week. It's going to be a bad defense, but it's going to be a really, really, really good offense. And I think they're okay with that because they know what they're getting. With Ohio State, they don't know what they're getting. And I think they're nervous that a bad Ohio State shows up and they played Alabama in a 1-4 matchup. It could be like 49 nothing, And I think that just makes them look bad for putting Ohio State in Oklahoma. I think it's another poor performance for the Big Ten, another poor performance for Ohio State in the, in the playoff. Now, I personally, I don't think it would be that bad. I do think, you know, the odds would be against Ohio State in that one, but I do think with a month to prepare, you know, five weeks, whatever it is, they would come to play in that game. They would at least throw up some points offensively because I think you can challenge Alabama's defense vertically. But back to the conversation, I think, when you look at the committee and how they've ranked Oklahoma and how they've ranked Ohio State, I think it's been really clear what their thoughts on those two teams are. And I think Ohio State has to have a really decisive win, and Oklahoma would have to look not so great, even if they do win a close game. So, you know, the best bet is root for Tom Herman or root for uh, Pat Narduzzi at Pittsburgh to knock off Clemson and, and hope Ohio State wins. That's the best bet. But if not, I think Ohio State is going to need to, like, you know, not, I'm not saying it has to be 59 nothing, but something – very, very convincing that this Ohio State team is now here to play and they're ready to roll. That's right, Buckeye fans. Kind of grit your teeth, hold your nose, and root for Tom Herman. Okay, cool. Hook him. Um, but, yeah, rooting for Pat Narduzzi sounds a lot more, um, you know, uh, doable. But I don't know if Pitt beating Clemson has any possibility. But, yeah, root for those guys, like Alex said. Yes, you have to root for Tom Herman, Buckeye fans. you got to do it at least for just this one time, channel your inner 2014 and root for Tom Herman. Um, before I let you go, uh, you know, Demetrius Knox, you hate to see this fifth year senior, um, you know, going out in the Michigan game. Looks like his season's probably over. I, I don't know that for sure. Wyatt Davis was playing anyway. You reported, you were the first to report this, I believe that of anybody that Wyatt Davis will start the big 10 championship game. Tell the listeners a little bit about what you saw at Wyatt Davis against Michigan. Cause he was like, like I said, even before Knox was hurt, he was in there, kind of rotating with Knox. Uh, talk about Knox's injury, how long you think he's going to be out if the season is over, and just kind of what you expect out of Wyatt Davis. Yeah, I guess I'll start with Knox. I, I think he's been, you know, him and Malcolm Pridgen have kind of been the two guys getting the most criticism this year for Ohio State. They definitely have, you know, struggled at times, I would say, especially in the run game. But I think the last few weeks, they, both of them have really come a long way I think Demetrius Knox has started to play his best football of not only the season but of his career. 
Um, and I think that, you know, it was a loss. The, the line seems to be starting to gel. They did a tremendous job on Saturday project, protecting Dwayne Haskins. Um, they did a decent job in the run game against a very, very tough defense. But the run game has started to go since they come off the bye. They've done a pretty good job of protecting Haskins all year. And, and gelling on the offensive line is really important. So I think losing Knox is not an ideal thing. But the coaches have been talking up Wyatt Davis now for weeks, that he's really come on, kind of the light has come on, things have started to click. He's a five-star kid. Uh, you know, he was a top – I forget what he was ranked, but he's a top – if he's a five-star, he's a top 32 player in the country. He was the number one offensive guard, an Army All-American. So this kid has a ton of talent. He's in his second year. He's probably been licking his chops to get this type of opportunity. And while it came in an unfortunate way with Knox getting injured – I think, you know, what we've seen so far is mostly him in run-blocking situations, and he's looked pretty good, and I think he's going to do a good job there. I think where we have to watch him this week is pass protection. I have to imagine Pat Fitzgerald is going to send interior blitzes and stunts and twists his way to try to make the young kid deal with that on the big-time stage. And so Ohio State's really going to have to have him prepared this week. I think he's physically, and, you know, all the tools he has, he's up to the challenge. But when you get out there and the bright lights are on you, that's a completely different situation. So there probably will be moments where he struggles a bit. But, you know, you got to look at the guy next to him and Michael Jordan and the other guy next to him and Isaiah Prince, two veterans who have played a ton. they got to be able to help him out throughout the game. So I, I don't think it should affect Ohio State too much, but it's definitely something to look at on Saturday night. I'm glad we're talking about a game this Saturday night. I, I know a lot of Buckeye fans are nervous uh, about the game, and the Buckeyes just whacked that team up north. Thank you very much to Alex Gleitman. Came strong as always, Alex, and thanks to the listeners out there for tuning in the show. Programming note, Urban Meyer today at 11.45 a.m. Yes, the usual Urban Meyer press conference at full effect today, 11.45 a.m. We will be there covering it. Thanks again to Alex Gleitman, and thanks again to all the listeners. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's show that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.